Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wernette. Today I'm joined by three local nonprofit organizations, the Naperville Garden Club, our Children's Homestead, and the League of Women Voters. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wernette. And joining me now from the Naperville Garden Club is their president, Diane Greenewald. Nice to have you, Diane. Thank you, Jane. It's nice to see you. Yeah, I, I love everything that you do at the Naperville Garden Club. And I'd love you to start out by telling our viewers a little bit about what kinds of things you plant around the community, because that's an important role for the club, right? It is, Jane. Uh, as we have been doing for over 90 years, our mission is to beautify the community is the beginning of our, our club statement. And so we start off with Arbor Day, and that celebrates Earth Day along with it in, in April. And this year we planted uh, a tree down at the 95th Library, very close to the brand new Splash um, fountain, I guess they call it, Splash Park, that's that's there right by the, the pond and the Splash Park. It's a beautiful swamp oak uh, with a dedication plaque uh, that we have done. And last year for our 90th um, anniversary, we also planted a tree in Central Park. It was very close to um, the Central Park auditorium there, the band shell. And we take care of other gardens uh, and have planted some along with the Naperville um, Park District. We take care of also the reading uh, garden at the Nakirico Garden at Elmswood um, Elementary School uh, here in Naperville. So those are just, just a few that we use and we work with youth in getting them involved with planting and gardening and various projects too. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, let's hope those kids using the splash plot splash a little water over there to take care of the tree. It's been a very dry year, right? Yes. <laughs> now, you talked a little bit about youth, and I know this is an important part for the club. You have philanthropically been giving away scholarships, student scholarships, for many years. Uh, were you able to do that this year? And if so, tell us a little bit about that. We have. Uh, we gave a um, little over $8,000 away this year and bringing our sum total since 1979 over $420,000. We have given to the, the area children here, um, both high school students that are graduating and also college students that are in both undergraduate and graduate school as well. And again, we look to those industries that are the green industries. We take care of those landscape designers, the engineers there, environmental lawyers. We have someone that's working uh, now, one of our scholarship uh, uh, winners is working for a landscape company here in town. And another one working for uh, a tree foundation, also taking care of trees. So we're able to do that. Um, floral design students, just any of those students within the districts of 203 and 204 that, that reside here. But then they go to school around the United States. So we have both junior colleges on up to graduate students um, that are in the environmental industry. Even conservation is a big part also of not only our mission statement here in 
in our club, but also our state organization and our national organization. So those are those folks that go on to take care of our lakes and our streams and then also go on to SeaWorld. We had one of our students uh, working at SeaWorld that was part of our scholarship program. So we're very proud of that. We work very hard in our fundraisers to make money for the club and, and a lot of it goes towards taking care of those students' education. A little bit helps in, as it's you know, a little how seed. you're planting a little seed, right? I it think is. that's, you know, yeah, a little seed that will grow and, and uh, keep giving. So I think that's fantastic. Now, uh, you know, crazy time of year. Uh, it's been an interesting 2020. Have you as a club been able to meet kind of what's going on with the club itself, Diane? Right. We have taken a pause since March. We postponed our meetings due to the pandemic issues that we have. And we decided this year as a board, um, we met at uh, the Riverwalk outside uh, under trees uh, with masks and just talked about the club and how we wanted to get together and maybe it's not quite so sure. So we decided to take a pause on our meetings until uh, beginning of 2021, maybe starting back in February meeting as a group that we as a board meet every other month just to look at the possibilities because as you know, things are changing on a daily basis. Uh, and, and in order to keep us safe and our um, all our clientele that, that would come uh, to our meetings, any of our um, members or new members, we're just doing it that way. But there are other ways that we're learning too. So give, a, give me a few examples of how you're learning when you're not coming to the club, because I know when you have your meetings, it's packed full of information and education. It is, where it's educational, but there's so many um, uh, quality programs that we can look at, starting with the Morton Arboretum, has many Zoom classes that we can uh, look into. The Conservation Society also has uh, many programs that we can look into. Uh, the University of Illinois Extension Program, almost on a weekly, if not bi-weekly, have various Zoom meetings going on. And then looking to our national websites also, the National Garden Club also is offering some meetings. And we're fortunate because we are in such a big group, we have well over 3,000 members within the Garden Clubs of Illinois, that some of the other clubs are meeting through Zoom meetings and that we're able to, to you know, gain access through some of their meetings. And our speakers that are lined up for our programs are developing webinars also that we may go into using that. So we're, we're kind of just waiting and seeing what's going to happen in 2021 and hopefully that we'll be back together again as a group in person. Sure. Yeah. Now, so let's let's talk a little bit as if you were back in 2021. You know, what kinds of educational programs? And you mentioned a couple that you're using now, Diane. But I know you bring a lot of folks to your meet. What kinds of programs would you offer if I was thinking about becoming a member? What could I expect? And and kind of what else do you cover at the meetings? Well, we start off with a business meeting, and we also have a big fundraiser that we have every year called Cup of Cheer, and we can go into that. We're learning about conservation, especially of our bees and 
and butterflies mm. and bugs that are so <laughs> important within our farming community. Uh, so we're learning about those conservation efforts, efforts. And then landscape design, looking to see what plants do best outside and then what plants are best inside and how to take care of those house plants. And then um, another reason for um, environmental concerns as we're looking to uh, recycle and reuse things. We have a wonderful program uh, called Scares here in DuPage County and, and they're recycling just about anything in the world. It's amazing what can be recycled and reducing our carbon footprint too. So those are all helpful things that we can learn to make our life better and then in turn make our community better. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, certainly, obviously, you offer a very rich uh, experience for those club members. And as we wrap up, you mentioned Cup of Cheer. I wanted to bring that up, too. Uh, you know, that's always people so look forward to that coming with the holidays. What's happening for 2020? Where are we at? Right. So that, too, is on pause. Uh, and we hate to say the word cancel because we're not canceling Cup of Cheer. <laughs> we're just pausing it for this year. So this would have been our 59th year of having Cup of Cheer. Uh, it just is too problematic in this pandemic um, life that we're in right now. So, But the good part is we're all ready for next year. So that will be our 59th year. Um, and we're set up. Our China came in early this year. We're ready to go. It's a holiday pattern, too. We're so excited about that. Uh, and we have all our items already made and packed up and ready to to get going. So, and a lot of our homeowners, as the Cup of Cheer is uh, touring a house tour of four homes, uh, our homeowners have all decided, sure, we'll be back. They they were kind of waiting, waiting to see what was going to happen, and uh, we were all praying, but it just is not going to be. It'll be a much better affair once we can all go back to what we were doing and uh, look forward to that. So we'll have our holiday market, our holiday tea, and homemade cookies. We're all just saving up our recipes to make some homemade cookies, so uh, we'll be all back in business by next year. That's fantastic. Well, it certainly gives us something to really look forward to for holidays of 2021. Diane, I want to thank you always for coming by and chatting with us. Uh, uh, on behalf of all of us, you know, thank you for beautifying our community and for taking care of our environment. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here as always, Jane. And if our viewers would like more information about the Naperville Garden Club, please go and visit their website, we're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. For more than 150 years, you've believed in Busey. Today, more than ever, we believe in you. To our healthcare workers, first responders, and local businesses, you're central to the communities we're proud to call home. Busey's grateful to partner with you and your families life's ups and downs today and for generations to come because as neighbors helping neighbors we're in this together Busey grateful to serve the communities we call home wearing my mask is just part of my routine now just like wearing my seatbelt wearing a mask should be just as routine as brushing your teeth wearing a mask for me has become as routine as that first cup of coffee in the morning as routine as checking my email I grab my mask every morning just like I grab my car keys. Wearing a mask has been just as routine as putting on your shoes in the morning. Wearing a mask has become as routine as going on a daily walk. 
just as routine as having dinner. Wearing a mask is just as routine as having story time with my kids. So make it part of your routine. Please mask up, Naperville. Welcome back to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wernette. And joining me now from Our Children's Homestead is their CEO, Marissa Allen. Welcome to the show, Marissa. Thank you, Jane. I'm so happy to be here today. Thanks so much for having us on. Marissa, super good to have you with us. And I know that this has probably been a very challenging six months for you uh, at Our Children's Homestead. Talk a little bit to us about what you've had to do to continue to deliver your services during COVID-19. Absolutely. You know, we uh, help kids who are in foster care. So as you can imagine, we have to visit kids in the homes. We have to visit foster parents. All of our work is face-to-face. -face. So COVID has provided us with an unbelievable challenge. And we were, to be honest with you, a little anxious thinking, how are we going to navigate this? What are we going to do to ensure that our kids are safe and that they're getting their needs met? And believe it or not, uh, we jumped into this virtual world. Our workers are probably more in contact with our families and our kids pre-COVID. Um, they're doing FaceTiming, they're doing uh, Zoom calls like we're doing today, they're doing virtual visits. And it's really been a, almost more efficient uh, because workers can focus on that, focus on the kids, talk with them you know, via the internet, and uh, what, what started as a challenge has really turned into somewhat of a blessing because it's enabled us to um, provide the support our families need through a different um, mode, but still as effective. So well, it's been a challenge, but we've come along. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Now, do you anticipate yourself, Marissa, kind of keeping some of that? I know a lot of, you know, a lot of not-for-profits have found new delivery mechanisms for their services. And even though they can't wait to go back to their old model, mm -hmm. uh, they're going to bring along some of those pieces mm -hmm. with them. How about yourselves? Absolutely. You know, we always joke that the state system is somewhat archaic and they're very paper heavy and there are lots of meetings. And I think that this forced us all to realize that there was a different way and it could be just as effective. And so absolutely, you know, there's still things that we're going to have to do old school, uh, but this has enlightened us to a way that is time-saving, you know, uses technology and allows us to be, you know, just as effective and keep our families just as safe. So I imagine we will be bringing a lot of this into our future work. Yeah. yeah. And, and have you had good feedback from your clients we have, you know, we work with a lot of teenagers, right? So, <laughs> you know, I think that they have really appreciated seeing us on the, you know, FaceTime or on Zoom rather than having us sitting next to them. Um, and so for, you know, younger generation, this is what they do all the time. Uh, and so for us, it's really been great because teenagers have really responded to that. Some of our foster parents have had to be, you know, brought up to speed, but they're embracing it as well. And we have a, you know, a, a relatively younger staff. And so they're more tech savvy than someone like me. And so, uh, you know, it's really working well. Obviously, it's not as ideal as if we're doing face-to-face, -face, but we are slowly starting to do that again. Okay. The state is mandating... Um, as of July, we're starting to do one visit per month in the home after we run through the you know, COVID checklist. Everyone's wearing protective gear. Um, but slowly but surely, we're starting to resume those in-person visits. 
Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. And nice that you're able to take so many things uh, and make them work for the situation that you're in. Now you have some exciting news that you'd like to share. We do. We have twofold. One, we just moved offices. Uh, We are uh, on Schumann in Naperville and we literally moved about a block away. Um, And the main reason that we moved is that on July 1, we received a new contract from the Department of Children and Family Services. Um, It is called Project REACH. Uh, We created a program to address a very serious uh, issue that the state of Illinois Department of Children and Family Services was facing a few years ago. There were a number of kids who were in psychiatric hospitals Mm -hmm. and they had completed treatment and they were ready to be moved back down into a foster home. But there were no foster homes available because the needs of the kids were were so high and foster parents just didn't feel um, skilled enough. They didn't feel like they had enough um, knowledge to handle the kinds of issues those kids were facing. So there were many, many kids sitting in psychiatric hospitals um, who were in need of placement. So we deal with those kids primarily at our children's homestead. We work with older kids who have mental health issues, learning problems, um, uh, educational deficiencies. So that's our, our forte. And so we approached the state and we said, hey, look, we've been working with these kids for years. Why can't we create a program? Because we know they need more services than are currently available. So we wrote a program plan. We pitched it to the state. Uh, and that was about two and a half years ago. And then July 1, we received a new contract. So moving forward, uh, we're going to be starting our REACH program. I'm working with very high, uh, high need adolescents, primarily adolescents, and um, helping to stabilize them, helping to prepare them for adult living, even maybe do some adoptions, if that's the goal. So we're very, very excited. And this is really a pilot program in the state of Illinois. DCFS has taken a chance on us. There are no programs like this, specifically what we are doing. So we're very, very excited. Oh, that's terrific. Well, congratulations to you you on the plan. And I'm sure the kids that are in need of those services will greatly appreciate it. Um, As you kind of look and think about your organization, what are the biggest needs that you have right now? The need that we always have are for more foster parents. Um, We are always, always recruiting foster parents. There are many, many children that need homes. But there needs to be foster parents that will commit to those kids. And it is a hard job. It takes a very special person, we say all the time, to be a foster parent, to open your home, um, to you know, expose your family, to disrupt your, your current system, um, to help kids. And it, it takes people who are really committed to do that. So we're always looking for foster parents. And now with the new REACH program, we're really excited because we're gonna be able to offer uh, foster parents training, more support, respite care, um, a higher level of reimbursement. And so we're looking for families. We're looking for parents. We're looking for single people. It doesn't matter. If you're committed to kids, you're willing to go through the training and the licensing process, um, then we would love to have you come to our children's homestead and become a foster parent. Uh, And they can go to our website, ochkids.org. Um, they can go, they can email us at info.ochkids.org and learn all about what it is, uh, to become a foster parent. And we're looking particularly in DuPage, um, Northern Will County, uh, all of those areas around our office. So we welcome people to take that challenge. 
Okay. Well, and, and I think you laid it out as a challenge, but obviously lots of services that you would be supporting that, uh, that parent with. As we wrap up uh, quickly, how, how can the community best help your agency, Marissa? Well, you know, given the times, it's very difficult for us as many agencies to accept donations. We want to keep everybody safe, uh, particularly our kids, our staff. And so um, the best way to give really is to go to our website and click on that donate button. We always need, right now, we're trying to help our kids uh, prepare for remote learning. So if you are willing and able, we would love to have you help us support our kids via school supplies or technology needs or whatever that might be. Um, but you can always go to our website where you know, we often have um, requests on there for something specific that a kid may, might need, but just donations in general right now really to help us support our kids as they begin, uh, you know, at home schooling. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's also a challenge. That Absolutely. Itself, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Marissa, thank you so much for coming by again. Congratulations on the uh, grant and the new Thanks. program. We'll be excited to talk to you next year and find out how that's going. Uh, so appreciate you coming by. Oh, thanks for having us. We'd love to come back and fill you in and really appreciate you taking the time to have us on today. Yeah, absolutely. And if our viewers would like more information about our children's homestead, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. For more than 150 years, you've believed in Busey. Today, more than ever, we believe in you. To our healthcare workers, first responders, and local businesses, you're central to the communities we're proud to call home. Busey's grateful to partner with you and your families through life's ups and downs, today and for generations to come. Because as neighbors helping neighbors, we're in this together. Busey, grateful to serve the communities we call home. Want to get more eyes on your business while supporting Naperville's nonprofit TV station? Advertise on NCTV17.com, which draws tens of thousands of viewers each week for the latest in local news, sports, and events. Or put an ad in NCTV17 News Update, an email sent to thousands of subscribers every Monday through Friday. Visit NCTV17.com slash advertising for details. Welcome back to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wernett. And joining me now from the Naperville League of Women Voters is their president, Becky Simon. Welcome. Hello, Jane. Nice to have you with us today. Obviously, we're getting very much ready for the election 2020. And uh, my first question to you is, what is the most important thing that our Naperville residents can do to make sure that that voting process goes well? Apply for your vote-by-mail ballot now. Flatten the curve. This is the county clerk's version of flattening the curve. We're working very hard to avoid a surge of ballots on election day. So apply for your ballot now. And then when you receive it, they're gonna be mailed out to you September 24th. So it'll be a couple of days after that that you'll actually receive your final ballot. Fill it out and return it as quickly as possible. The sooner you get your ballot returned, the easier it will be for the county election staff to tackle the huge volume of ballots they're going to be receiving this year. Okay. And, you know, obviously something that a lot of people are asking, Becky, is, is vote by mail safe? Oh, yes. Vote by mail has been around since the Civil War. 
It doesn't favor one party over another. And just like other types of voting, vote by mail is very safe. The Heritage Foundation actually did a study of vote by mail in the state of Oregon. Oregon began vote by mail in 1988. And the Heritage Foundation analyzed 15.5 million ballots that were cast by mail in Oregon. They only found 14 cases of documented attempted mail vote by mail fraud. So in DuPage and Will County, each voter has their own unique voter ID. No one else can pretend to be you. You can track your vote by mail ballot through both Will and DuPage County Clerk's websites. Okay, so there's a lot of safeguards built into that. Um, now, talk a little bit, obviously, um, I'm somebody who always shows up to vote on election day. It's just kind of part of the ritual. I love going in there. I love casting my vote that way. Um, can voters still register on election day and cast a vote? Is that possible? Yes, in Illinois, it's possible. And yes, elections are exciting for us civics geeks. In Illinois, you can register to vote and vote on election day if you do it in person. Okay, so I just would show up, I would know where my polling place is, I would show up, and, and in that particular case, Becky, what do I need to bring with me? How, how long does that take? Like, what, what my, what's my preparation? Well, how long it takes would depend on the number of voters waiting in line, quite frankly. You need to bring your Illinois driver's license or your state-issued ID. You need to know the date that that license or ID was issued. You need to have the last four numbers of your social security number and your birth date. Okay, so some pretty simple information for me to have on hand, but good to know. Um, you know, we're getting into election 2020, uh, lots of conversation, you know, it, it's always so important to vote local as well as national, right? Um, you know, so much stuff has such an important part to play with what we do on our local elections, as well as all the way up to the national elections. Uh, I know the league works very hard in this particular area. So talk a little bit about where voters should go in order to get some fact-based, nonpartisan information about the election and those that are running. Vote 411. Vote 411 is our nonpartisan one-stop shop for elections. This is a national product. You can find out where to vote, who's going to be on your ballot. You can look at the referenda that will be on your ballot, and you can find your polling place. All at vote411.org. <laughs> You know, one of the things I've often heard and, you know, as you become a, a new voter, it's understanding the impact of your local school board, it's understanding the judges, all of that. Is that, is that also information I can get? I mean, how do I know about those people? Yes, they're all on Vote 411. And yes, there are a lot of important races. We're going to be having the Fair Tax Initiative will be a referendum on the ballot this year. Everybody should read about that. You should have received a flyer from the Secretary of State's office explaining that ballot initiative. Okay, okay. Now, is it safe to vote in person? I mean, we talked a little bit about you could certainly go to your polling place, you could register, you could cast your vote, but you know, from the league's perspective, is it safe to vote in person this year? Well, just as we don't tell people who to vote for, we trust voters to make up their own mind about who it is best to vote for. We trust voters to know whether or not it is safe to go and vote in person. If you do prefer to vote in person, we would encourage you to go and vote early when the lines are shorter. 
to practice social distancing and of course, wear a mask. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Becky, on behalf of all of us, we appreciate the work that the League of Women Voters is doing right here in Naperville and across the country uh, to help make sure that this is a safe and fair uh, election. So thank you so much for coming by. Thank you, Jane. And if you would like to learn more about the League of Women Voters Naperville, please go and visit their website. And don't forget to check out vote411.org. We're going to take a quick break for a few short messages. Don't go away. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. I'd like to thank all of my guests for being with us today on Spotlight. And to our friends at UC Bank for their generous sponsorship of today's show. If you would like some more information about any of the organizations featured today, please go and visit our website at nctv17.com. And to stay informed about what's happening around town, make sure to sign up for our daily news update or like and follow us on Facebook. For Spotlight, I'm Jane Wernette. Thank you for watching. Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise.